see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Hey, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say What's going down? Welcome back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. I'm your host, Dre, back again. We always start the podcast the same way. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Thank you for all the engagement with the social media. If you are not following the social media, we on Facebook at FTS Podcast, on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at Fuck This Shit Pod. Go ahead and follow them shits. If you're not following on your listening platform, go ahead and follow so you can get the notifications and shit. So when I drop new shit, you know it's new shit. I don't want to have to tell you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know your number. The fuck? Hey, how you going to know? How you, how you going to know? Exactly. So do that. If you haven't already left a review, it's the dopest free shit you could do. If you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and you type a little something up, I'll read whatever you type out on here. If you leave a comment on any episode on Spotify or Anchor, I will read your comment on here. And if it requires a reply, then I'll reply to that motherfucker. You have my undivided attention. Anytime you want it, just tap the fuck in. DM me on any social media platform, and I'll do the same thing. If you've already left a five-star review on our podcast, you can update the motherfucker, and I'll read that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just because I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and we got that out the way. I don't, I don't think there's no... Uh, no other official podcast business, you know, nothing too interesting. No new subscribers this week. No new paid subscribers because you can become a paid subscriber for four ninety nine. You get access to an additional bonus episode each week as well as access to over 40 episodes of bonus content. <sighs> See, that's why I got to hook up the soundboard keys bought me so that I could just insert applause there. Don't worry, about it. I'm going to do that shit this week. Um... But yeah, no new subscribers, so we're not making no noise for nobody. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to get, you know what I'm saying, get shouted out on that tip, four ninety nine. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll shout you out on this motherfucker. Uh, no new comments or anything on any of the old episodes. So I guess y'all don't want to talk to me. So I guess I'll just talk to you about my life. Uh, which luckily for you, I think so highly of myself that I don't mind telling you about my life. <laughs> Um, I finally went and got me some contacts because I've been bullshitting on all of my adult shit. Y'all, I just, I'm 32. I turned 32 on my birthday and this is so many things that low key, I just been assuming, I mean, I'm not dead. I'm still cool. I never, I still don't got no cavities, but I should probably schedule a dentist appointment, right? I be you know, I brush regular, you know, the doctor, I should probably schedule a doctor's appointment. You know, I haven't had an eye appointment and before I went the other day, I had an eye appointment since I moved to Houston the first of three years, damn near. Um, I just haven't been doing the adult thing. So I finally went and got me a, a, a eye appointment and I'm just thinking, you know, where's somewhere around me that's close by. So I Googled a spot to my eye lab, you know, 
Um, I I seen it going to discount tire because I always fucks with discount tire. You know, get a little twenty dollar warranty, and you can go. You know, I used to, you know, back when I had my baby mama driving my cars and shit, you got to have the curb protection, you know, because they'll just blow your tires the fuck out just on a whim. Uh, And one time my little brother blew my tires out on the way to take his driver's test. Like, niggas just really be reckless with my tires. So I got to fuck with discounts so I can get that guarantee. Anything happen, they'll just give me a new one. But anyway, last time I was there, I seen the My Eye Lab. I'm like, okay. That must be, you know what I'm saying, a little franchise joint. I kind of like fucking with the franchise joints because, in truth, they be cheap. They be a little bit cheaper. They be kind of faster. But I will say this. They definitely don't be giving you the the customer service or the service that the little mom and pop joints do. You know, I'm from the L. Shout out Complete Eye Care. You know what I'm saying? From the L. Shout out Dr. Timothy Snyder. You know what I'm saying? My nigga done retired at this point. You know what I'm saying? Chill ass white nigga. You know what I'm saying? I used to go when I was a kid. First motherfucker to, I remember, first eye doctor I remember. He wasn't my first eye doctor, but first eye doctor I remember, Dr. Schneider. He used to be in the mall back when Lawton had a mall. Now it ain't even a mall. We used to be, he used to be an eye doctor in the mall, y'all. You niggas don't even remember. The mall used to pop anyway. So... We, uh, I'm in there and he's like, yeah, it's looking at my mom. He's like, your son is damn near legally blind. Then <laughs> she's like, what? She's like, yeah, this nigga blind as fuck. I don't even know how he out here surviving. So, <laughs> so he hooked me up with the glasses. I mean, and this is back when the technology was not there, y'all. My glasses used to be so thick, boy. My glasses were so thick. My eyes are so bad that when I first start getting contacts, I go to Dr. Snyder and he's got this poster up on the wall. And it's got all the designer contacts, like the blackout contacts, the all white contacts, the contacts with your favorite sports team in them. You know, they got everything. I'm like, Dr. Snyder, what's up? How much? And I'm thinking, here's my dumb ass. I'm thinking Dr. Snyder's going to tell me a price that's so high. My mom's not going to fuck with it. That was my concern. I was like, he's going to be like, oh, for these Raiders contacts? Oh, these would be $200 each. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, Catrice was going to be like, oh, well, you can eat dicks, Dre. You know what I'm saying? She would have said that, but that would have absolutely been the vibe. So, but, you know, I got to ask. I can't just assume that, you know, we can't afford it. I got to get my ass in. That's how kids are. So I'm like, Dr. Snyder, what's up with the with the customizable contact lenses? My man looks at me and he like, oh, yeah. You'll never be able to wear those. I'm like, what? He like, nah, your eyes are too bad. They don't make them for prescriptions that strong. Those are for people who just like kind of have bad eyes. So you, you'll never be able to have anything like that. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> Dr. Snyder was basically like, nigga, if you want to wear the contacts with the team in them, you still have to put your glasses on. <laughs> like, fuck. But he was chill. He had chill ass vibes, you know, all of that. When I start wearing contacts, I start sleeping in my contacts. I've never taken good care of my eyes when it comes to my contacts. I sleep in them. I wear them way too long, whatever, whatever. And he will always tell me, 
like uh, middle school, high school, you're tearing your eyes up. If you keep doing your eyes like this, you're not going to be able to, uh, you're not going to be able to wear contacts anymore. I'm not going to prescribe them to you anymore. You know what I'm saying? I will not prescribe contacts to you if you keep tearing your eyes up like this because you're already blind as fuck. Your eyes can't handle that kind of damage. So I'm like, okay. Continues to sleep in my contacts. You know, I didn't listen. But then I got, you know, 17, 18. And I start smoking weed a lot. You know what I'm saying? Once I'm like grown and I move out, I'm smoking weed all the time. Last time I went seeing Dr. Snyder, I was like 19. And it was like, Went in there, I was blazed, bruh. He's like, uh, my man's looking at me. He said, you got some real good blow, blood flow in your eyes. <laughs> I'm like, yo, chill, Dr. Snyder. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling, right? Because my dumb ass went in there high as shit. I ain't even put no eye drops here. Just blazed at the eye doctor. My nigga. Look at my shits, he say. Well, your eyes actually look a little healthier than they have before. So I say that to say, if you have bad eyes and your eyes are a little unhealthy, maybe you should smoke weed. It'll help a little bit because I didn't stop doing any of the other stuff he told me to stop doing. All I did was smoke more weed. I think because of the the constant uh, relaxation of my muscles and my eyes wasn't so tensed up. It was a stress thing. You know what I'm saying? And then the blood flow. See, that blood, that blood, it bring nutrients to the eyes. See, what you see is some red eyes and a high-ass nigga. But what a medical professional saw was good blood flow supplementing the healing process of years that have been damaged over time. That's what a medical professional saw because you're a fucking hater. You just want to hate on me. You know what I'm saying? But the doctor doesn't. He's not a hater. Dr. Snyder is a friend and a loved one. He's basically family. He's basically my, he's basically like my not crackhead uncle. He's my, he's my optometrist uncle, my white optometrist uncle, Dr. Snyder, you know? So whatever. I ended up talking about Dr. Snyder because I was talking about my eye lab though. And I was talking about the difference in the experience when you go to the little spots versus when you go to the little corporate joints. So, first of all, this is my second experience with a corporate kind of place. The first time I start fucking with, I think it's America's Best or something. I went when I was in Ohio. Already let you know it's going to start off bad, right? But the one in Ohio, I ain't even going to cap. They was kind of cool. I walked in. They was like, I was like, I just need a regular eye appointment. And you know me. I'm a nigga, bro. I was going in there to get the eye appointment from them so that I could order the contacts and glasses offline for the low because y'all ain't about to bust me up for these expensive-ass products you got in here. So I sit down, and he like, the eye exam is $70. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. He's like, but if you sign up for this shit right now for $110, you get free eye exams for the next four years. I'm like, what? He's like, yep. He's like, you pay it now, you get free eye exams for the next four years at any America's Best. So I'm like, I really can't turn that down. $40 more for all them extra appointments, I got to do it. So I do this shit. Have a good experience there, whatever, whatever. Fast forward to 
uh, two years later because a nigga like me, even with free appointments every year, didn't go the next year. So I go the I go two years later, but now I'm in Houston. So I go to one in Houston. Pull up, sit down. I'm like, yeah, I got an appointment for whatever, whatever. They're like, um, okay, that'll be $70. I was like, no, no, no. You got to look my shit up. See, I came in the last time. Homie hooked me up. I got the the the, 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 the little package. You know what I'm saying? So I actually get the free appointment today. So off top, the motherfucker's like irritated that I got a free appointment. First off, this is service y'all niggas order that, uh, that y'all offer. I didn't get this off Groupon. I didn't scam my way into this. Y'all offered it to me. You, I would, I would be, I would bet that the next nigga who come in behind me, who try and just pay the seventy. It matter of fact, I would bet that if I hadn't already told you that I was signed up for this shit when I was gonna pay the seventy, you was gonna be like, oh, you know what you could do for an extra forty dollars, right? Right, bitch, nigga. So now you mad at me because another nigga that already done what is essentially y'all's job. So whatever. So I'm like, nah, I got the free shit. So he looking my shit up, tap it all motherfucking hard on the motherfucking shit. You know what I'm saying? P- picks it up. And he's like, yeah, you do got a free appointment. I know, nigga. The fuck? So I'm waiting or whatever. The eye doctor comes back there. She treating me like I'm on free appointment. Like, better or worse, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, she just trying to get me the fuck up out of there. Then... They're like, you're going to order some contacts here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I just need the prescription. As soon as I said that, even more attitude. So they're like, oh, so you just sit here for free, nigga. Like, bro, this is y'all's service. I did not pimp the system. Y'all offered this to me. The fuck is wrong with you? The bitch was so mad. She didn't even fill my fucking prescription all the way. When I went to go put my glasses prescription in the website to get my glasses, it's all kinds of shit I'm missing and got to guess because she ain't even filled the shit out. On some irritated that I'm there shit. Okay. So fuck y'all. I bet I'll never come back to America's best. I bet America's best. That's in first of all, I'm black and I should have known better. Anytime something says America or best in America, it ain't the best. It's the it's the shit. It's terrible. Prove me wrong. What is there in America that is branded after America? Or calls itself the best. That is the best. Nothing. Nothing. But anyway. So I'm like. When I need the appointment this time. I'm definitely not going back to America's bitch. Bitch ass. America's. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't think of a good burn for America's bitch ass. Not best. That's. Fuck it. That It'll just. that Fuck them. That's all that matters. Anyway. So I go to my glass lab or my eye lab. Pull up. I got the baby with me. I got Blaze. Blaze is like 15, 16 months now, y'all. Blaze can walk. She can run. She can grab. She is tall for her age. So she can reach things most kids her age can't reach. And she is active. So when she gets somewhere, she's like, put me down. Let me let me fuck stuff up. But she's smart. And she knows that if she kind of like doesn't fuck stuff up, I'll keep letting her run around. So she just be everywhere. But she really, when we be in public, don't be like bad. You just got to keep an eye on her. So I'm waiting in line. I got to do that. And the girl who's in there, you know, you could tell that she's training. 
But she's like, you know, Blaze is cute. So, you know, when you have cute ass Blaze or something, it just makes the whole situation better. People just love it. And she's so good. And they're like, oh, my God, she's so cute, blah, blah, blah. So they take me into the back. And she, you know, takes the pictures of my eyes or whatever. Uh, you know, you have to, like, they blow the, the air of your eye. And you got to, like, look at the little red barn and shit. And then you got to move over to the other thing. And it uh, that's when I actually take the pictures. Well, I just sat Blaze in a rolling chair next to me. And just turned on Coco Melon on my phone, and she was chilling. She was like, "Bet I could, I could kick it here while you get this done, my nigga." Because she's real. She could. Blaze is smart. She could tell, like, "Oh, you need to get something done real quick," type shit. I got you, bro. So she chilled. Then we get done. She's running all over the waiting room tables while we were because that's the thing about Blaze. You just have to let her get the energy out, but. She doesn't like people, so she won't be in other people's space because she don't know them. So if there's other people around you, she won't even be trying to be where they're at. She'll kind of like create her own boundary of where she can safely run around where only the people she knows can really fuck with her. COVID baby shit. Love it. But there was nobody in there but me and her. So she's literally running all over all the chairs. She's just playing, having fun. Bet. Then the lady calls me back. And this is the part where they put the little thing over you. And this is the worst part of the fucking eye doctor. Where they're better or worse. Better or worse. But my eye lab. This shit is, is fucking virtual. And let me rewind back real quick. I told y'all the reason I checked the franchises out. Is because they be cheap. When I called my eye lab. I was like how much is it for. Uh, uh, um, an appointment for a, a prescription for, for contacts. They said, we got a special going on right now. We'll give you an appointment, a prescription for contacts, a prescription for glasses, and six months worth of contacts for $130. First of all, y'all, my contacts are $100 for for two boxes. For six months of contacts, it's $100 for me. So basically, they were like, we'll give you the contacts. We'll give you an appointment for $30. Um. So I'm I'm down. I'm like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I'm in. So that just show you the kind of like the discount that you get there. I ended up anyway. So that's why I'm there. So when I go into the next thing and it's virtual, I'm like, oh, so there's not even an optometrist here. There's no optometrist on site. It's all virtual. She's on this big ass TV and she's like controlling the little thing in front of you remotely telling you better or worse. Can you read these letters? So I told y'all I'm blind as fuck. I told y'all what Dr. Snyder said when I was fucking five, bro. Dr. Snyder told my mom when I was a young child that I am damn near legally blind. I'm blind as shit. Why was I so frustrated with this woman? Because not because. Okay, so what she was doing was. She's asking me to read a line of letters that's so blurry I can't read it. And then she's asking me better or worse, but I can't read any of it. So it's all just too blurry for me to tell her any distinction at all. Every time she's like better or worse. I'm like, I can't see either one of them. She's like, okay, but which one is better? Neither. Literally, I can't fucking tell. I can't tell anything about what the fuck you have in front of me because I'm legally blind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't tell. So, 
Then I get to guessing, like, whatever, better, worse. Then she's like, okay. Then she gets it kind of close. And she's like, okay, read that line. And I tell her, it, because I'm so used to Dr. Snyder and he just understands where I'm coming from. I tell her off the rip. I'm, I can't see any of these letters. I can kind of see the shapes. So I'm just guessing all of these. Because they'll tell you, just guess. So I'm like, I'm just guessing. But then she'll like flip it to like something else that's still equally blurry and be like, can you read them now? I'll be like, I'm still just guessing, but it's like the same guess. So like my guess, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say out loud the same letters that you just asked me to say, but it's just because my guess hasn't changed because you haven't shown me anything different, bitch. I will kill you. I will come through this TV. That's why optometrists be treating you better because they know that their job is frustrating. So they be trying to keep you. But now they, they got, they behind that TV. What you going to do? Be mad. It got to a point, y'all, where at one point she shows me two slides and she's like, um, better, worse, or about the same. I said, I can't tell the difference. She said, so is that about the same? Bitch, yes. That's about, if I can't tell the difference, that's about the fucking same, right? That's what that means, right? Oh, y'all was so fucking mad. I was, by the time we got done, I didn't even care if I could see out of my contacts. I was like, whatever. As long as I see better than I can see with nothing, I'm good. I'm out. Me and Blaze are out. And I'm doing all this and then Blaze is next to me in the in the little swirling chair chilling, but she could tell I'm getting irritated. So Blaze nosy ass is like, what's she saying? What's she doing? Look, bruh. The shit was just fucking tragic. It was pissing me the fuck off so fucking bad. So whatever get done we come out and i'm like uh you know we gotta wait for your prescription for her to write your prescription up and send it over she sends it over the girl goes to the back we don't have any trial lenses for your eyesight we don't have any on on site we'll have to order them which i already knew that was gonna happen because i'm blind as fuck it's like that every time you know who used to have my contacts dr snyder Probably because whenever I book an appointment, they knew that they was going to need some of them old super strength ass microscopic contacts. So they just went ahead and ordered a couple pair, you know, so your boy could walk out of there with some trial lenses at least. Um, but I already knew that she wasn't going to have none. So she had to order them or whatever. So, but then when I come back to get them, I don't, if you don't wear contacts or whatever, you're not going to get this. Well, when you leave the optometrist, when you get contacts, Something they do every single time. Um, something they do every single time is they give you some contact solution and a case to put your contacts in when you leave. It's like basic shit every time. They actually what they do is they make you try your contacts on there in front of the eye doctor. They take you to the back, make you wash your hands. Try your contacts on. Tell them how they fit. Can you see? And they tell you to cut to to contact them back in a day or two if you have any issues, and they'll they'll try a different size. Um, I go, I walk in to go pick my contacts up when I get the text message that I got my con that they ca- that they came in. Man sitting in there, and I walk in. He's like, you know, I'll be with you in a moment. Okay, no problem. You it's only you in here. You know you got to do little things. You got to be with me in a moment. Comes back up. Uh, so what are you here for? I tell him. He's like, okay, sit right here. What's your name? Guess my name. Goes, looks, looks, finds my contacts, fills out something. 
hands me my contacts, a bag of my contacts, and he's like, all right, you can go. They're marked left and right. So I opened the bag, and he I haven't had contacts. This And, and this is the thing. I don't want y'all to even feel like, even though I am the type of person where depending on if I felt like he was just being a piece of shit, I might have made him go get me that little thing even if I didn't need it. The solution in the case, I might have just went hard on him just because, not went hard on him, but been like, go get it because you're supposed to go get it and you're treating me a way I don't like that. But I needed it. I haven't had contacts in over a year. I don't even have a contacts case. If I do, I don't know where it is and I don't think I have any solution. It was just one of the things I couldn't get home and then just have to throw away a pair of contacts because I forgot to get the shit. So when I look in the bag in the car and I see it's not there, I walk back in. I'm like, hey, do y'all have like the little pack that y'all give out? with like the solution in the in the context case now listen y'all here's the other thing when i was there the day before when she went to go see if they had the contacts the room she took me in i saw the little i saw the basket full of the little things that they give out they're free y'all like the people who the contact solution people give them to the eye doctor to give out that way whenever you go get some more contact solution you just go refill the shit that they gave you that's their that's their hope but that's the way that goes down. So I had already seen them and I knew they was there. So when I come back in, I'm like, uh, yo, do y'all have a little thing? He stops, looks at me like he wants to tell me no. Like, no, we don't do that. Uh, But then he's like, uh, yeah, I guess they got some solution back there. I can get you. Stares at me as though like, maybe I'll be like, well, never mind. I'm like, well, yeah, I want it. Fine, just wait a minute. Stomps to the back, comes back with it. Here, here, nigga. <sighs> Motherfucker ain't no. The week I've been having, you better leave, boy. You better. <laughs> if you don't give me a here you are, sir, thank you for your, thank you, have a nice day. Boy, y'all motherfuckers out here be trying me. Y'all be trying me. And I'm going to say this too. And this is, I believe this. And I don't give a fuck how this come off, how you feel about it. You could tell your mama, you could feel offended. I don't care. There's one thing that I will say. I don't give a fuck what your culture views as manners. Because y'all been here long enough to know what a dominant American culture views as manners. So you still know you're being rude. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, even if you come from a place where they don't do all that extra, you know what I'm saying? Thank you. We appreciate you. Da, 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 da. You know that we do that shit here. You know that's how we get down here. So you know that when you're not doing that shit, it's not just as simple as, oh, I'm not from here. That's not how I how I am. It's fucking rude, especially when you in service. Like after a while, it's got to click to you that I'm low-key pissing off all the people that come up to me. And I get it because... But, but no, I don't actually, because this is the real thing. Don't be coming to America treating niggas like niggas. Don't do that. I don't like that. Because that's the thing that do frustrate me a little bit. The nigga who, the, the motherfucker who was, who was running the motherfucker was an African dude. And the thing is, is that I watch them African men talk to white people all the time. And they understand American manners when they talk to white people. 
They don't talk to them the way they talk to niggas. They don't disrespect them the way they disrespect niggas, especially not if they want something from them. They got no problem saying thank you, excuse me, please, and none of that shit. They only do that shit to niggas because they think they can't get nothing from niggas here because as fucked up as it is, they come here and get a fucked up image of us just like they do them white folks. Or it's just like how other niggas treat niggas because I'm not even going to exclusively pin it to Africans or any other minority group that comes here from somewhere else other black people do it to black people too you'll watch somebody black be in a customer service role white white man come up to have a nice day sir somebody black come up they treating them they want to take their day out on them because they don't feel like because the thing about america is people know that black people are typically not in a position of power so regardless to who you are it's like i can get off kind of treating these people the way i want to not the way they deserve to be treated Fuck that. Not this one. Not this one, bro. I'm going to run you. I swear to God, bro. I swear. I'm going to make you do every aspect of your job if you cannot at least treat me like a human being. But otherwise, bro, I don't even need half of this shit. I'm the type of nigga when I go check out somewhere, I'd be like, throw that receipt away and I don't need a bag. Just hand me my stuff. Give me my stuff and I pay with a card I don't even need change. Thank you. I'm as low maintenance as I can be. If I feel like you treating me away, I will smooth look at you like, ain't you supposed to bag it? If I feel like you not doing it because you feel like you could get off or not doing it because it's me, you got to do it now. What do you mean? You got to do it. And after you finish doing it, you know what? I don't even think I want it. And after you redo the purchase, you know what? Actually, I do do it again. The fuck? Don't treat me like no nigga, bro. I'll, I'll don't treat me like no nigga, especially not while you on the clock. I'll work your, I will we'll decide how much you need this job today. Fucking with me. <laughs> Y'all, get these people. Anyway, this is one of the longest intros we've ever had for the podcast. Um, So we're actually going to do a break right now. Uh, I'll come back with the podcast type shit. Uh... We'll just do some, we'll just do current events for the most part today. Just some, a couple of things that's been going on. I seen some shit that had popped off. Some shit that was trending on fucking Twitter about a goddamn turkey leg cut in Houston. It's like a, if you ain't heard about it, I'm surprised if you haven't heard of it. But uh, some shit about turkey leg cut reminded me of some shit for my birthday. Not in, not even in a in a bad way. Just the way shit be out here. Gotta talk about that. Um, and then it's all Texas news today because, uh, hot wheels is on the gas again. I want to chop it up about hot wheels. I usually put him in white people do this, but I don't feel like doing that. So we'll chop it up about some of that shit, you know, and, uh, then we'll finish it up. I ain't even going to cap y'all. This is the wackest season of temptation Island since season one. This season is trash and I'm gonna do the little recap at the end of this episode, but I'm gonna tell you it's gonna be it's gonna be shorter than a motherfucker because ain't nothing happened. These niggas ain't doing nothing. Even the singles is on the island talking about the fuck. Like you gonna right, we'll talk about it. But first we gotta go into this break and then we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm scrolling on Twitter, on the Twitter sphere, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I see Turkey Leg Hut is trending. And I'm thinking, 
you know, did a nigga get shot? Did it's Houston? You know, there's a lot of the a lot of reasons Turkey Leg Hood could be trending. Turkey Leg Hood had some beef a while back. If you don't know what Turkey Leg Hood is, it's, it's a restaurant out here where they serve stuffed turkey legs. Some niggas on it. It's in this little neighborhood. I think it's in the third ward. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not from Houston. Don't quote me on that. Um, Not like in the middle of the neighborhood. But you know how like when they be gentrifying shit, it be neighborhoods right behind, you know, actual shit. So it's, it's that part's important. So they pop off. Everything cool. You know what I'm saying? Business, business, business is good. But then it jumps off to being like one of the like poppingest spots in Houston. Lines wrapped around. Niggas waiting for three, four hours to get inside. Wild shit, right? Um, well, you can imagine they smoking a fuckload of turkey legs in that bitch. And they smoking them in the back of the restaurant. Like, in, in behind the restaurant. So, the neighbors were complaining. Like, the first few days, I'm sure that shit was dope. You know, like, it smelled good. And the motherfucker, you waking up, smelling the smoker, hitting like, ooh, niggas smell like Fresh barbecue, got the turkey leg dripping in the back. Oh, that shit smelled good. But after about three months, every morning you wake up and it smells like turkey legs outside. You're probably like, motherfuck. Then these niggas jump off from doing a couple hundred a week to a couple thousand a week. And now it's like the fire department not even coming to my neighborhood if my shit come on fire because they so used to seeing all this goddamn smoke. This shit probably getting all in my air filters and my... In my lungs, is me and my kids gonna be sick? You know, this is you. You burn shit. It be carcinogens leech, leeching off that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> so that was going on for a while. So I'm like, maybe that's why it's trending. That's not why it's trending. Turkey leg hut then changed up their policy. And this is some Houston shit, y'all. Niggas from Oklahoma, y'all not going to feel this at all. Because I'm telling y'all, I don't feel this at all. This is some big Houston $500 bottle energy that I don't fuck with. So you understand what I'm saying when I say $500 bottles? Motherfuckers. So back home, we pull up, we go to the city, we go to OKC, you go to OKC, you might have to rent you a little section, but motherfuckers be knowing play people everywhere. I don't even know how much it costs to get a section to OKC, because anytime we ever got one, we got that bitch for free, because we, we connected, we know niggas, right? We wasn't buying bottles. I've never bought a bottle in OKC. I'm sure you can now. I ain't gonna, I ain't trying to flex on OKC. I don't live there no more. But I moved away. It was 2017 when I moved away, maybe 2018. You, it wasn't nowhere where niggas was where you had to buy no bottles. I ain't never seen. I ain't never seen no sparklers popping OKC ever, ever. So niggas is not buying bottles like that. If they is, I know for a goddamn fact that they not three hundred and fifty dollars. Out here, nigga, you want a bottle of Hennessy in a club? That'd be three fifty. You hear me? If you want a section out here for brunch for my birthday, y'all, we had to spend 600 to get the section. We had to get two bottles to get the section. $600 to secure the section, two bottles, one bottle of champagne and a hookah. Got another bottle on top of that. End up paying another 350 for that motherfucker. We spent so much money in that bitch just to go to brunch. 
Now, when I tell y'all this shit was popping up, boy, the DJ playing all the hits in that bitch. The vibe was lit. We had a dope-ass group. We was in that bitch turn. It was so fucking fun, y'all. I'm not even gonna cap. It's so fun that I can see motherfuckers getting together and being like, y'all got $100 a person to go grab this section because it was fun. And that's how they reel you in. Because everybody's doing it type shit. So... Turkey Leg Hutton jumped on a bandwagon, y'all. They like, we from Houston. We doing this Houston shit. And niggas is upset about it. Motherfucker said, they got somebody hit them up about reserving a table. This is the email they got back. It says, please pay attention to the time slot available in the subject line. The reservation will be booked for the time available. Reservations are first come, first served. To complete your reservation, you will need to complete the following steps. We will need the following information. First and last name, date and time of reservation, email and phone number. For a table of two, you will need to send a non-refundable deposit of $100 via Cash App. In the memo of the Cash App, please provide your first and last name, the date, the time of the reservation to ensure your deposit is assigned to the correct reservation. The deposit must be received by 5 p.m., blah, 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 blah. Please be advised that once the deposit is made, it is non-refundable and you may not add to the reservation. All reservations will have one check. You must arrive with the complete party in order to be seated at your reservation time. Deposit will go towards your food and drinks. You must spend the entire deposit as it is non-refundable. Nigga, did some Houston ass shit. These motherfuckers talking about if you want to come eat a turkey leg with your homies, that's cool. But if it's just two of y'all, we need $100 down and you got to spend 100 Now, listen, that ain't really a big deal for most people. Most people go to turkey somewhere like Turkey Leg Head, especially if you drink. You about to um, uh, you about to spend that 100 or whatever. But. Y'all, turkey leg hut is... The thing about turkey leg hut, y'all, is that... Niggas cap at it, but Houston has so many people that niggas don't care. They That's why they do shit like this. That's why they charge that much for the sections. Because honestly, people are like, if they charging that much, motherfuckers must get them. What I will tell you is that when we was in bar 2200, we paid all that money for our section. Everybody else paid all that money for their section. Y'all wonder how many empty sections there was in there? None was no empty sections so it's just wild i just yeah it's it's just crazy to me i had to bring this shit up because it's like just on some houston shit it just shows you what it's like living out here and how different it is for my birthday y'all we spent between everyone there it was probably fifteen hundred two thousand dollars spent Dog, if we would have been in Oklahoma for my birthday, we would have hit up six different bars. We would have ate and some more shit. We might not have spent 500 damn dollars, bro. The fuck? And had a ball. It's so expensive to live out here. Niggas be talking about, you make so much money. I'd be like, bro, they charge you more to breathe in Houston. Like, oh my God. It's It's crazy. Twitter is Twitter got different different reactions on all of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> These niggas say, "Why y'all mad?" Turkey leg hut asking for a reservation deposit. I thought y'all wasn't going because of the dress code. 
uh, <laughs> motherfuckers say, uh, <laughs> I bet Paula Pat and chicken better than turkey leg hut. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that shit funny, bro. <laughs> yeah, niggas are saying that turkey leg is over here hyped. A lot of people say that. This whole turkey leg cut debate, hush if you never been, that's always been a thing and it goes towards your bill. But when y'all going to Houston, it's a must on y'all list, so please. Exactly. Niggas is going to come. That's the thing. Motherfuckers is going to go. <laughs> it's just sometime though I do think that the reason why um uh my bad I, I do think one of the reasons why people kind of act the way they do is kind of it's just when niggas do it it feels different you know especially the dress code shit and all of the all of the we don't want you niggas shit in here like Everything, but this is the thing about Houston, too. You be feeling like, man, it's fucked up. They got this dress code. It's fucked up. They got this. Like, they clearly trying to keep out a certain kind of person. Y'all go look at the Twitter feed of the podcast. It's a video that I retweeted. It's this nigga who took his mama out. And it's literally bitches twerking in the aisleways behind his mama. Like, ass out. Just going, because that's what it be like in Houston. Bar 2200, the music, the vibe, it was some older ladies downstairs when we walked in. We went upstairs, it was a whole nother thing. Motherfuckers standing on tables, throwing ass at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Houston is a wonderful place, y'all. If you like that kind of thing, if you like that ratchet shit, Houston got it for you. But yeah, the amount... The amount that it costs to go out here, the amount that motherfuckers is charging for sections, for bottles, all of that shit is outrageous. I was completely not privy to that. The first few times niggas asked me to go out one time, me and my baby mama went out with her cousin. They got a section. They talking about, yeah, we all going to get these bottles. It's like 15 of us in a section. They talking about getting two bottles and paying $600 or maybe it was $450 or $500, which now I'm coming to find is low-key kind of cheap for Houston bottles. Man, we over here looking at all these people doing the math. Like, so you want us to give you this money so we can have two shots? The fuck? No. I'm not doing that shit. And as a nigga who was buying, who we was buying bottles Sunday, them bottles go so fucking fast. They brought those bottles, y'all. We bought three bottles. It was 10 of us. Them bottles, I swear to God, those bottles did not last. Shit. 45 minutes? Gone. We was lit out there doing rack. <sighs> yeah, it was fun, though. It was a good time. Shout out to everybody who showed up for a nigga on my birthday. I enjoyed myself, and I'm glad y'all came through for a nigga. I had so much fucking fun. Um, But, yeah, that shit is big expensive. The other thing that I seen, your boy, man, Hot Wheels, Abbott. It's wild because I always say that... Um, I keep saying that I don't think better or work can be can win in Texas, which I don't uh, think that he can win in Texas. But Abbott be shit. Maybe he could be so trash that niggas would go vote. Cause 
This motherfucker stay doing some shit that just don't make no fucking sense, bro. My nigga says. So first we get. uh, What did he do first, y'all? Oh, they did the abortion ban. Then they did the, the trans athletes in sports. Then they did the child abuse. If you help your kids uh, do whatever, then they was going to eliminate rape or that was because of the abortion. And this time, I'm going to just read y'all the, this is a Rolling Stone article. I'm going to read you the headline. Greg Abbott takes claim as the most evil governor in America with plans to bust immigrants to Washington, D.C. Nigga. The Republican governor who has dedicated his time in office to torching immigrant, reproductive, and LGBTQ rights announced on Wednesday that he will provide charter buses to two border communities to transport migrants to Washington, D.C. to help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are being dropped off by the Biden administration. Texas is providing charter buses to send those illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C., um, we are sending, or Abbott says, we are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people they are allowing to come across our border. This seems like a joke, but the Texas Division of Emergency Management Chief Nim Kidd said the state plans to use over 900 buses for the operation. Uh, Fox News reported that 900 is only an estimate, however, and that in reality, will state, the state will use as many buses as needed to carry undocumented immigrants nearly 2,000 miles to Washington. Still, very little information about the logistics of how the operation will play out is available. It's still certainly possible that is indeed a stunt. While we certainly wouldn't put anything past Abbott, though, whose capacity for inhumanity is boundless. The announcement is the latest, perhaps the cruelest turn in Abbott's relentless war against immigrants. The state's energy infrastructure is crumbling to a point of collapse, but the governor has been laser focused on petty uh, culture wars, particularly his xenophobic war against migrants seeking asylum at the southern border. The decision to use them as literal political pawns to put them on buses to Washington, D.C. comes in response to the Biden administration ending Title 42, a Trump era measure giving the government more authority authority to turn away immigrants under the guise that they pose a COVID-19 risk. Um, Abbott has long been wasted, uh, has long been wasted his state's resources, wasting his state's resources on border theatrics, most recently through a beleaguered Operation Lone Star, the project in which the National Guard was deployed to the border, supposedly to deter drug cartels, has been exposed as a sham rife with corruption, Texas have already appro- <laughs> Texas has already appropriated nearly four billion dollars to Operation Lone Star, and the general who's running the National Guard's presence at the border said yesterday that it needs another half a billion to keep running beyond the end of the month. Bruh, uh, Rossi's Texas? I that can't be racist. R A I C E S Texas. I don't know what that is. Uh. The state's largest nonprofit advocating for immigrant rights responded on Twitter shortly after announcement on Wednesday saying, we see what you're doing here. It's disgusting. Greg Abbott is trying to make Texas white again. Um, I take this. I wanted to talk about this story for a few reasons. Number one, this is the reason why in a two party system, I'd be like, I only vote within the Democratic Party. Like, 
I'm not a Democrat and there's a lot of Democrats I super don't fuck with. But if you willing to say you're a Republican, I don't really have anything else to hear for you to say everything you need to say to me. What you just said to me is I side on the side of evil and culture wars because it's literally nothing being accomplished by any of the shit that they be on. These motherfuckers spent four billion dollars on sending people down there to stop drug cartels from sending drugs over the border. When most of the drugs and illegal immigrants that come over the border come by a plane, most of the illegal immigrants in America came here on a work visa that they just never left on. Most of the illegal drugs that come here do not get stopped by any presence on the border. They literally just pissed away $4 billion while we literally have an energy infrastructure that had motherfuckers shitting in buckets with no motherfucking running water and no electricity for weeks just last year. Two years ago. It was either last year or two years ago. Can't remember. Two years ago, I think. And nothing has been done to address that infrastructure whatsoever. And this motherfucker is like, bet. So what are we going to do now? We already spent the four billion at the and, and they said they need another half a billion to operate through the month. Not like, oh, another half billion to get us to the end of this year. They're like, oh, yeah, we need 500 mil just to get us until May. So you're going to need another half a million to get you through June, right? So basically what you're telling me is that this operation is going to cost approximately $6 billion a year to not stop drugs from coming over the border. Okay, got it, got it, got it. But your base will know that you don't like Mexicans. And that's all that matters to Republicans. That's the thing. Greg Abbott doesn't have to actually do anything. His little bill against trans kids, I don't even think that that's just ever going to pass through. That He's like, yeah, if you give your kids hormone therapy as child abuse, I don't think that'll ever go through. But it was enough to tell people, I don't fuck with them trannies. And the motherfuckers on his base is like, oh, that's all I needed to know is that you didn't fuck with them trannies. Oh, you don't fuck with them fucking Mexicans? You'll ship their ass to D.C.? You'll spend billions of dollars to make sure that we don't get one more of them over here? That's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. So when I hear motherfuckers talking about, oh, no, well, you have to think about this. Or you have to, like motherfuckers trying to give me any kind of excuse for why they still fuck with the Republican Party and trying to, oh, but they're fiscally responsible. They're not. They just refuse. To, it's, it's crazy to me. Motherfuckers would be like, we won't spend that money to house or feed people, but to pretend to keep illegals from coming over. Sure. Sure, spend it because it's not about the money. It ain't never been about the money. It's just the easiest way to stay in power. It's a harder road to stay in power to be like, well, how can we all come to some kind of agreement where everyone feels like they get what they want? It's easier to say, well, do I have a big enough group of people who are just scared of Mexicans and I can just make them think that the Mexicans will take over and I'm their only hope in not letting the Mexicans take over and then they'll let me keep being in power. That's way easier. That's way easier. If you watch the shit that these Republicans be on, the the I think his name is Matthew Cawthorn. He's that he's that white boy in the wheelchair. He's Hot Wheels Jr. He's from like North or South Carolina or something like that. He's a House Representatives member, and 
he's like objectively a piece of shit. I was watching one of them little Trevor Noah things. It was talking about how like he got paralyzed in a car accident. Uh, in a car accident, he claims that his friend left him for dead. That's not what happened. He claims that before the car accident that he was about to go into the Navy. That wasn't true. Like his whole political persona is built on a litany of lies. He's known from uh fucking the the fucking college that he did go to. Him and the group of motherfuckers who he was with were known as the douche crew. It was like a fucking or not the douche or something like that. I think it might have been the douche crew, something like that. Was he was constantly known for sexually uh harassing the girls telling him to come sit on his lap in his wheelchair all that other weird ass shit then my nigga um says he's gonna he's training for the paralympics even though he's never been a serious athlete he's just a piece of shit objectively he gets to the house of representatives i'm saying all of this just to tell you how trash the republicans are he gets to the house of representatives then gets on TV and talks about how once he got there, he didn't think it was going to be like that. He was like, man, it's crazy. I got there and motherfuckers are offering me to do cocaine and offering me to come to sex orgies and stuff like that. And out of all the shit he said, if you look up all the atrocious shit Matthew Cawthorn has said, all of the bullshit that they all say about immigrants, about Black Lives Matter, about all that shit. Never once has the Republican Party had an issue with anything he said. But once my niggas start talking about, oh, these niggas be doing coke and having sex parties. Kevin McCarthy, the House leader, the Republican House leader, minority leader, uh, whatever, like brings him in and then like publicly shames him on some, you know, I'm just not sure if we can trust this nigga type shit. He's not, bro, it's just so overwhelmingly corrupt it don't even have nothing to do with what governance is none of these people are talking about anything that has to do with people so that's why that's why it's fuck greg abbott and that's why in the meantime it just makes more sense to me to just only vote for progressive democrats and people like i'll just take the last democrat standing i'm gonna try and get the most progressive motherfucker i can get in and then Whoever's closest to them that makes it through, I'm never going to vote for the Republican version of them. Why? They're they're terrible. They're the worst. They it, it just, the shit that they do doesn't even make logistical sense. It does. So you're going to take 900 buses worth of illegal immigrants and take them to Washington D.C. Where? Where are you going to put them? Like there's already a system in place for these people to go somewhere while they're even if it's like a remaining uh, if it's to stay uh, in america policy while they're waiting on uh their asylum like the courts that they go to are in texas they don't come they don't ship them to dc to go to court they the courts are in the places that are nearest where they come okay just greg abbott and all the republicans are pieces of shit and sometimes i just need to get that off and it's a lot of people who vote for the motherfuckers. And sometimes I just need to get that off because y'all, I'm not fucking with this. I seen some shit on the news the other day that was saying, you know what? Hold on. Matter of fact, I'm just going to look it up real fast uh, because it's going to pop up. Watch. Um, you win. Looked it up real motherfucking fast. Uh, news. 
USA Today, it's now or never, UN Climate Report shows Globe is on track towards an unlivable world. <laughs> the time is the time for talk is passed, and now is the time to act, according to a new United Nations report on how to curb the worst consequences of climate change. Rapid mitigation measures, reductions in fossil fuels, and building better practices are needed to avoid an unsustainable global warming, according to the report. In fact, the report says without immediate and deep emission reductions across all sectors, limiting global warming to about 1.5 degrees Celsius is beyond reach. That's like the the. That's how delicate the fucking planet is. But anyway, um, UN, Sierra, uh, UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said the report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change revealed a litany of broken climate promises by governments and corporations and accused them of stoking global warming by clinging to harmful fossil fuels. It's a file of shame cataloging the empty pledges that put us firmly on track towards an unlivable world, he said. We are already perilously close to tipping points that could lead to cascading and irreversible climate impacts. Y'all. I'm not voting for no Republicans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm not listening to y'all who are like, oh, it doesn't matter what we do. Blah, blah, blah. I can't possibly think like that in a situation like this. I'm not even saying that you might not be wrong, but I'm saying at this point. Basically, they're like. The world is fucked up. This report tells us we're still not doing enough to cut carbon emissions. United Nations Environmental Program Director, blah, blah, blah. The last two decades saw the highest increase in carbon emissions in human history, even though we know the trouble we're in. Like, I can, anywhere in this thing that I read, it's just like, oh, we fucking it all up. So, yeah. Anybody who don't fuck with that, I can't fuck with them. It's just, the world is... Y'all, shit is just crazy. Shit is just crazy. And there are real issues that need to be addressed. And what my thing that I've come to believe is that the issues are so difficult and so complex and the answers are so hard to come by that instead of trying, motherfuckers is just like, man, yeah, let's try and keep people distracted with some other shit. And I'm not letting them do that to me. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. They just keep letting these little reports come out like, oh, by the way, the world's ended. Like, no, nigga, no. Fix it. You just spent $4 billion to keep the immigrants out of America, my nigga. Could you please, please figure out something with all of these motherfucking fossil fuels you dumping into the ozone? Like, we need that. Could you fix the, could you fix the energy grid? Could you, could you tell Turkey Lake that that deposit is not necessary? Could you do something? I don't know. Anyway, y'all. That's it for the main part of the episode. I told y'all, I, I promised I was going to do this. So I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to do this little Temptation Island recap, even though this is the boringest, suckiest season in over. Like since season one to me, it's just garbage. It sucks. And maybe after this last bonfire, something decent will happen. But it's too late now. It's too late to be a good season. Y'all, the last two seasons, by right now, it was multiple motherfuckers getting fucked. Period. It was a threesome on the on, on last season before it is. And then I was thinking that this season is just trash, but it doesn't matter. We're going to take a short break. I'm getting to the Temptation Island recap, and then we're going to be out of here. Just in case you're not staying for that motherfucker, make sure you tie it on. You know what I'm saying? Follow this motherfucker so you can get the notifications. Make sure that 
if you want the extra bonus episodes, you pay the four ninety nine so that you get the bonus episodes. Support the podcast. We appreciate that shit. I'll shout you out. Please leave comments under all of this. If it's a poll, participate in the poll. I'll read the results of the poll. I'll read five-star reviews. I'll read any DMs. I'll read any comments on this shit on the podcast so that you can be a part of this experience. So fuck with me. We're going on a short break. We'll be right back with Temptation Island Recap. All right, y'all. For the obligatory Temptation Island recap, because I I told y'all, bro, leave it to, to a motherfucking show to wait until you hype it all up, tell everybody you fuck with to go watch it to fall the fuck off. Because this shit is really just not hitting for me. Um, I told y'all previous seasons, niggas was cheating, getting fucked on all early in the episode, making rash decisions and just fucking shit off. And this season, we ain't really getting none of that. We're not getting none of that at all. Probably the most, I guess, moderately interesting storyline maybe is LaSalle and, uh, Ashley. Sorry, I'm over here rolling up. I don't even care about this shit. I, I, LaSalle and Ashley. So, you've seen that LaSalle and Trace are, uh, or LaSalle's and Trace are kind of like, you know, she was like, oh, you're not taking me seriously. You want to talk to, I think you should talk to the other girls and see how you feel. Now, my whole thing, I will say this about LaSalle's. I feel like he's the type of nigga who can't really, he can't hurt a female. He can't hurt a woman feelings. So, in truth, he and Trace were both right when they were like, this is Temptation Island, nigga. You shouldn't just be caked up with me from day two and then just follow it all out. Like, that's not that's not the experience. To me, the couples who do that, it always ends badly. It always ends up with two niggas on the reunion show who not together no more. Um, Like, what if, if LaSalle continues this path, he's going to leave the island with Trace. Him and Trace are not gonna make it. They might, they might make it for a little while, but they'll be on one of them where they are now websites after a while. Like they're not together no more, or whatever. Ashley keep picking these white boys to take out on dates because, in my opinion, because they harmless to her and she's not attracted to them. Um, and then even so, at her bonfire, she sees LaSalle saying all the shit he's saying about Trace and being feeling like, you know. They have a real connection and crying over and all that. She's like, he never cried over me, da da da. And he, then she's like, oh well, you know the way Blake made me feel, blah blah blah. I, th- I think that's cap. Blake didn't make her feel nothing. She went out on that date with Blake. They had that house party at the crib. That nigga asked Ashley, so what would you do if LaSalle's proposed? She said, cry, jump on that nigga. She's like, I would say, fuck yeah. What do you mean? I'm not. I'm not checking for none of y'all niggas like that. So you see where her head really is. Uh, Ashley, you can see, in my opinion, I feel like she's kind (laughs) of, she took the other nigga on the date. And then you didn't really see her. And she took Tommy on the date. I can't think of it. Taylor. You ain't seeing her and Taylor all all booed up in the bed again. And you know the producers are going to show you all of that. I just feel like. For whatever reason, maybe she's not feeling Taylor as much as she pretending she is. But she's just like so set on proving to Hanya that 
he not the only nigga who who got some juice. I feel like that she's out here really making an ass out of herself. Because Hanya is not doing none of this shit I thought Hanya was going to do. I thought Hanya was going to be the household. He is not. He's sitting up there on some old, I'm trying to show her I can be better shit. Even when he, they were like, truth or dare, and he licks the hickey, he makes the hickey on the girl leg. He's trying to do it in the least sexual way possible. He just sucked her leg until it was up there and was like, Psh, I'm out. I was even saying when when they start playing the truth or dare, that's when the girl in the in the in the men's house was like, oh, we got to get something going on because it's just I don't remember exactly what she said, but basically she was like, it's lame. This is not she. She's probably like me. I watched Temptation Island and I thought that it was gonna be we're gonna be cracking here and these niggas is not popping more shit. Uh, so we got that. My bad. So we got that. Hanya, not the household like I thought he was going to be. Ash, still girl's household, but looks like she's tapering off because I don't know how much she fucks with Taylor. But then she went to that bonfire. They showed her that one clip. She's like, yeah, this is the Hanya. I knew he would be. So the producers are kind of playing her. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Jillian, who I had pegged as household before it all went down, still has done zero hoeing. She's being very tentative around Tommy. She's saying that, oh, we have this little attraction, whatever. But I don't actually think that she's really even fucking with him like that. I don't think that. I think I might have been wrong with Jillian. She might leave alone or something. Or maybe she'll start hoeing later. But right now, trash. That's why I say this this season is just not as good as previous seasons. Edgar, crybaby asshole. I said he would be crying the whole time, but I also thought Jillian was going to be getting piped on the other island. I thought he was going to be crying because he's going to be watching bonfires of Jillian getting trained on the island, but that is not what's happening. She's not doing shit. He's still crying over that first scene where she was like, I don't know about the Primus ring. Bro, crying on every day he go on with this with this girl. What's her name? Uh, Marissa. Marissa with the jiggly titties. Every time Marissa come on, every time she talked, them titties just be jiggling on the screen. I'd be like, see... Marissa, you are what we needed. You're the only thing keeping me watching Temptation Island right now. Just watch them little titties jiggle on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuck these old basic ass trash. Edgar gonna write her a poem. She's like, oh, I never had anyone do anything that sweet for me. Da, 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 da. But I'm telling you, bro, you write a poem for a girl and she really fucking with you tough, she'll cry. She ain't cry. She ain't fuck. She tired of seeing a nigga cry. She tired of seeing him cry. If she cry, then how they gonna... We just gonna be two blubbering ass bitches together. That's why she didn't cry. But so... Oh. Yeah, what else? Oh, uh, Edgar... and Not Edgar. Um, Luke and Iris. We done found out. Iris then dropped the cat out of the bag and said, Luke, a broke-ass nigga talking about we go out to eat and I got to pay for my own shit. He takes me out for date night once a week. Now, granted, I am the type of nigga who's like your relationship and what y'all do just depend on what your finances are and shit nobody else be in your shit telling y'all how to spend y'all money. But it can't be like we go Dutch everywhere we go. Even if it's like with me and my baby mama, like we might go out to eat and I'll pay. And then she might be, like, a day or two later, she might be like, oh, I want such and such. And I might be like, shit, you buying? And she might be like, oh, no. Nah. And maybe I will still go. And maybe we won't go. Or maybe she'll buy. It just depends. But 
it's not like this thing where we always go places and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you on your own, my nigga. Like, no, we a team and whoever got it, got it type shit was how we was running it. It don't sound like that's what Iris and Lucas doing. What it sound like Lucas saying Iris is if you you got yours, I got mine. And then once a week, I'll take you out. So it's like, mm, you sound like you're not on her level financially and that bothers her. Because that's probably why it'd be like that. Because she want to go out more than he can afford to go out. It'd be like that sometimes. You have to tell the bitch, like, oh, we not. I'm not there yet. I'm building towards the nigga I want to be. You want me to do all this shit for you. I can't even do it. I'm so sorry. But I don't feel like that's what Luke is on. I think he just might be closet broke, nigga. And she trying to cut for that, man. But... I thought he was going to be the douche of the house and the girls wasn't going to fuck with him like, oh, because he's an asshole. But you could tell he's really not getting no play in the house like that. It ain't no girl. But no one really. This girl's trying to fuck with LaSalle's and he only want to fuck with Trace. Edgar crying the whole time. Hanya don't want to fuck with none of the girls because he's trying to prove to ask something now because she moved, made a move first and he's not comfortable watching that. So now he's like, I can't even enjoy myself. And then Luke is the loser, who don't nobody want. Then on the girls' island, you got Ashley, who ain't trying to do nothing but marry LaSalle's. You got Jillian, who is just weird and irky to me. Like, she's not really about nothing. She's not really doing anything to me. She's just on the island talking. She's not really having no connections with the dudes. She's not really trying to work on herself or her nigga. Like, she's not really doing nothing. Then you got Iris who is invested in the process in a personal way to me. She's trying to actually make herself better. Um, But that's not interesting to watch. And then you got Ash, who is the household who don't even want to give up no pussy. Like, bro, like if you're going to be the household, you got to be the household, Ash, or else the show is garbage. So that's why I'm not interested in it like that. The bonfire... They showed Edgar, uh, I don't even remember what they showed Edgar, watching Jillian not really do nothing with Tommy. Then they showed LaSalle's, Ashley, talking to one of them white boys, I'm pretty sure. He wasn't sweating that shit or whatever. Um, fucking, they showed Luke, Iris talking to George like they were still together doing that producer shit where they do like oh yeah she's still fucking with that nigga even though we all know that Iris and already cut things off with George um and then they showed Edgar Iris themselves Hanya they show Hanya um I forgot what they showed Hanya it don't even fucking matter like Oh, they showed Hanya the video the last night that Taylor stayed in her bed where they knocked over the pillow wall, but she was under the covers and he was on top of the covers and they was just cuddling type shit. So he all broke up. Then on the girls, they show Ash the video of LaSalle's crying. That shit fucks her up because she's like, I never seen that nigga cry. I'm starting to feel like I thought they would leave the island together. It's starting to look like Ashley leaves alone. LaSalle's leaves with Trace. We'll see how that plays out. Um, They show Iris a video of Luke basically talking about how she's always bringing up the past and how he's supposed to show her that he cares if she's always uh, beating him down, which 
I don't know. We'll have to see. I told y'all I got a predisposition to think Luke is kind of a douche, so I don't really care how he feels. Um. Then, uh, what else? Um, actually, oh, they show Ash the video of Hanya, like I said, sucking the girl's thing. She's like, this is who I knew he was, blah, 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 even though he wasn't really doing shit. And then they show, uh, Jillian the video of Edgar reading the girl the poem. And she's like, yeah, that's who he is. He writes poems. And I thought that. I learned that I thought being showered with affection was love, but now I realize love can be different. Whatever. It's just, I don't know, y'all. This Temptation Island season was not what I expected it to be. I'm watching the episodes because I'm saying that I'm doing this recap with y'all, but so far it's underwhelming. I'm hoping next week motherfuckers get mad and start fucking or something or fighting. Maybe two of the girls in the house can get into a fight. It was a time where I was thinking like, shit. Maybe Ashley and Iris to fuck. Shit. Somebody got to get some pussy in this motherfucker. It's just dry ass show. It's not what Temptation Island is. I encourage you if you're watching this season. Because I told you to, to go back and watch a previous season. So you can see I did not know I was setting you up for failure in this way. I thought I was putting you on some fire. But this year is just not the same. But anyway, y'all. I think that's all I got for the podcast tonight. Uh... Stay tuned for more details on the Talking Sex with My Ex podcast with me and Neek. That still drops Monday, May 2nd. If you're not following the social medias, follow the social medias. If you're not following on your listening platform, do so so you can get the notifications. If you're not subscribed for the $4.99, you missing out on bonus content. I appreciate the love and the support that that shows. It allows this podcast to keep going. If you have never left a comment on the episode, tap in and leave a comment on the episode. Hit me up on a DM on social media. Leave a five-star review. Give me some info. Give me some shit to read back to everybody so y'all can be a part of the podcast. Um, Shit. Until next week, I'll see y'all. It's all love as always. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Mm. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and bill